0: being out on the road is gonna be a challenge i've gotten such a good routine down i was thinking about it i've got such a good routine down right now it's Mm -hmm. just really frustrating to know that i'm going to struggle with this it's like okay but i'm literally i don't know i'm mixed because i'm going to be coming through texas i'm going to be running west and east west and east i'm going to run on 20 and that's 20 and 10, and they're not going to change anything different. I'm going to... We're going to find the loads. We're going to post the loads. We're going to say, get this load. Don't give it to anybody else. Don't give it to another Sultan driver. I'm not playing this game. I'm literally just going to run, and I'm going to run and put my resets right here. Because if they're going to start pulling this BS, I, that's the way I'm going to do it until I find somebody else. So... And I'm already looking. So I, I just... It's it's just sad I, that I have to do this. Mm-hmm. So you spend all this time with the company, and you are you know, loyal Mm -hmm. for the company to go, "Mm, nah, you good. Because, oh, no, she she drove this many hours. Yeah. One shot, I grabbed here and got in. Oh, well, that's why a cab-facing camera is, is where it's allowed, just to show that she's the one driving. No. No, it's for you. Don't lie to me. Don't ever freaking lie to me. I don't lie to you guys. Don't lie to me. So... (sighs) <sighs> but it is what it is. That ramen I made, though, yesterday. Holy crud. I think I'm <laughs> going to live on that ramen. So, oh, I also am going to be taking the fridge-freezer combo out of the fitness room and putting that in the truck so I have something. Because that's great that they're okay without having it. I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, just one thing one thing after another right now. So, and it's like, and when I explained it, what I was trying to explain what my monthly costs are to reach zero like well it doesn't make sense how does it not make sense i went down the numbers number one number two what do you think i came up with a number out of my tail like Mm -hmm. here and so i broke it down and then once they realized that i was right there on my numbers i'll go figure then it was like oh okay and then then they're asking me what why i don't have the other truck up and running i'm like for what (laughs) so i could have two cut two people in two vehicles that aren't profitable are you out of your mind? You can't make one vehicle profitable. And you're telling me and basically telling me that it's your fault that you can't do it. And I'm suffering for it. So, okay. Because now she's coming home. So this week we made no money. So now the little bit of breathing room that I was able to get us is going out the stinking window. So I'm absolutely disgusted. I'm absolutely stinking literally disgusted. I just, mm. My anger is just, it's, it's big right now. It's just absolutely big right now. So I just, it, it is what it is. I'm, I don't care. I'm not going to be on the road anywhere near as much. If I have, I, I've literally thought about it. If I have to get rid of both of the trucks and the trailer and go down to a company job where I make a thousand a week, I'm like, okay, then I'll have Amy get a job and I'll have Keisha get a job and that's it. I'm not going to play games. I'm just I'm just not doing this crap anymore I am I am an educated person who knows what the economy is doing right now and I'm not going to waste my time on it and if they're not able to make my numbers then I have no business being with their company if I'm not going to be with their company I'm not going to waste my time going to somebody else you know what's the point I want to make just enough money doing all that stuff so I can keep doing all this stuff Mm -hmm. right because this is what I enjoy you enjoy me being home, right? Yeah. Enjoy being able to do this stuff and to make videos and to to work on the TikTok and to have the garden and have the support and to be able to go out and get the things that we need when we need it. It's like I'm not gonna play these games. No problem. If I gotta knock six thousand dollars out of my out of my month, I can do that real quick. All I gotta do is get rid of both trucks and trailer. There. Six grand a month, gone. Oh no. Oh what? <laughs> so so yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. Just absolutely like not playing these games. So but it is what it is because, you know, and then and the fact that they're pulling this crap in summer when my daughters are actually fucking home. You know? Mm-hmm. Like the the biggest amount of time that I'd want to spend with my daughters and these douche monkeys are doing this crap. It's like, no. Nope, not going to play this. Not going to play any games. So, it is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, <laughs> Good morning and welcome to the Morning Grind on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time, by two people who are just fed up with the garbage. So, we have a couple of national days, or one national day, one world day, or what do we have?
1: One national, one world.
0: Awesome. Okay, Um, go for it.
1: It is National Go Barefoot Day. So National Go Barefoot Day on June 1st Gives you an opportunity to kick off your shoes And run barefoot through the cool grass More importantly It is a day to help support a charity that provides millions Of underprivileged children all around the world With shoes How many pairs of shoes do you own? The average American woman has 27 pairs of shoes In her closet Men own much fewer pairs of shoes Averaging 12 pairs of shoes per Their closet I have three (laughs)
0: I have two pairs of sneakers and I have a, a pair of boots. Wow. But
1: how many did you have before when you were going and dressing up and doing a bunch of other stuff all the time? Five.
0: <laughs> I only had one pair of sneakers back then. Tennis shoes. So I had a pair of tennis shoes, a pair of dress shoes. and never owned boots before. Um, and I had a couple of different colors on my dress shoes. So, wow. That's crazy.
1: I just thats I've
0: always known people have a lot of shoes.
1: Like... It's just never been a th- mm. luxury that I've been able to have like the shoes that I have right now like I think I have a lot of pairs but literally like nine pairs of shoes that I have in my closet mm-hmm. are just things that I had growing up and I don't want to I, I, I have a hard time parting with clothes and things so it's just it, they're just kind of sitting there I don't wear them. I literally I have tennis shoes two pairs I have two pairs of sneakers that I wear all the time one that I consider my running shoes and I work in them because they actually make my you know feet not hurt and then I have a a pair of white tennis shoes that are um, more just uh, they're Reeboks and they're not super like you know they're just white so they go with anything that I wear Mm -hmm. that has the white accent to it and then I have my boots and I have my uh, wedges that I wear then I wear those wedges to match things and then the literally all the other pairs of my shoes are just I never wear them so yeah I want more pairs of shoes I want to be able to have like my thing is that it is literally I want to have like four colors of the same pair of shoes to match my outfits and that's where I struggle (laughs) so but anyways um so, why do women own so many shoes? Uh, some like to coordinate their shoes with their outfit. Some women have the same shoe in different colors. and many, uh, More options to choose from based on occasion. And what are the benefits for not having a lot of shoes? You might be able to find space in your closet for other items, and you would save a lot of money for other things. <laughs> so, properly fitted shoes are also important, too. Get rid of any shoes that don't fit properly. Wearing shoes that don't fit right aren't good for your feet. Why should you donate your shoes? When you donate gently used shoes, you put usable footwear on those who need it most. In many countries, shoes are hard to come by, especially good shoes that protect feet from the rocks and harsh elements. Even when they have access to a pair of shoes, they may be handed down, worn, or ill-fitting, and they may only be able to wear them on special occasions. Donating your shoes keeps them out of the landfill and reduces the amount of stuff already found in landfills. And donations made for usable, clean, and good shoes uh, to someone who will wear them to school and work will help with confidence of the receiver. It's amazing what a difference a pair of shoes can make. If you need even more motivation to donate your gently used shoes, consider these facts. An estimated 300 million children around the world don't have any shoes at all. Children who only have one pair of shoes will quickly outgrow them. Children without shoes can't attend schools as they are usually a part of the uniform. And physical activity is improved, including walking, running, jumping, and playing. The advantages of owning a good pair of shoes, they offer protection for your feet. Without shoes, children are more susceptible to getting soil-transmitted diseases. And they protect the feet from uh, tetanus, infections, and jiggers, which are a small parasitic flea. These fleas enter the body through the soles of the feet, and in just 10 days, these tiny fleas grow 2,000 times their original size, which causes pain and difficulty in walking. You might be surprised to know that shoes are one of the hardest things to get in poorer countries. People in these countries can ma- uh, make their own clothes. A durable pair of shoes, however, is much more difficult to make. This one, this is one of the many reasons that millions of children in poverty-stricken countries go without them. Now is a good time to clean out your closets and donate a pair of, or, or two of gently used shoes to a charitable organization in your area. You can also go to Souls for Souls orga- uh, organization's website for more information. Other ways to observe this day, including... Uh, include holding a shoe drive in your community where you collect gently your shoes to give away learn more about why going without shoes can be detrimental for a child's health education and well-being think about what it would be like to walk around all day with no shoes and obviously help spread the word and share your stories on social media
0: I think it's one of the things I'll give my family props for. I never went without shoes. I can never think of a time that I was without shoes. Even when we were poor, poor. I mean, we bought cheap shoes. I remember buying a lot of cheap shoes, and I even remember buying, um, you know, thrift store shoes. Mm-hmm. But we n- never were without shoes. So, uh, so, so I mean, you know, one of the solaces. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I uh never did it have a pair of shoes um my problem was that we could i when i hit a certain age i started growing way too fast for my parents to be able to keep up and i feel like that's the the problem we're at right now with lily is that like tabby can get hand-me-downs from lily but Lily doesn't get hand-me-downs from anybody and she's mm-hmm. getting to the point where she's outgrowing her stuff, you know, every, you know, two months, and then she's, like, afraid to say something because she's, you know, growing, you know, getting to the point where her jeans are getting too short for her, so she's, like, wearing the same three pairs over and over again, and I'm like, girl, just say something. And just like, I just don't, I mean, I know it's, like, you know, a privilege to have three pairs of jeans, and so I don't want to, you know, make anybody upset because I'm, like, complaining about it. I'm like, yeah, but you know you still have to say something my problem was along those lines with shoes I didn't have we didn't have the money to keep me in a pair of shoes that fit so I and I was the oldest so I didn't get you know it's not like everybody else in the hand-me-down department on you know underneath me where I would grow out of a pair and they would go to Malia and they would go to Donovan and they would go to Isabel like it was it was just that was it it ended I, I was the start of it mm-hmm. so it was like I I couldn't get them from somebody else and so I literally have uh, permanent damage to my toes from wearing shoes that didn't fit me for the majority of growing up um my toes curl a lot more than they're supposed to and now the way that I walk is different and it's you know I get to the point where I've you know or I'm at that point in my life where like I just pointed out before somebody else can notice it about me I talk about it and I'm like yeah no I grip my toes when I walk not like normal people walk with like their you know their toes are relaxed forward and they walk Mm -hmm. and they you know still grip the ground but I my toes literally are curled when I walk because that's how I was walking because my shoes didn't fit me for the longest time and so yeah it's that's forever how my toes are going to be shaped they just they grow and those the bones are curled so I understand and I didn't realize how bad it was like all the shoes that I was wearing and everything until I got the tennis shoes that I have now um they were originally bought I think um when it was one of the times that uh like we were out on the road or something and we just got them um when we were when we went to a couple of different stores just out and about, you know, and we still had money, <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I don't have a pair of running shoes." And you're like, "You don't have a pair of running shoes?" I was like, "Yeah, I only have my white, my white shoes, and uh my white shoes were just beat up at that point." And so, you, I wanted another pair of them. And they were Adidas, and they had the cloud foam in them, and I loved them. And you're like, "Yeah, but you know," and I was like, "Okay," and we were getting, you know, a couple different pairs for me because I literally just I hadn't gotten new shoes in years <laughs> by that point, and so got the the tennis shoes that that were Reeboks instead of Adidas and you know I still liked the way that they looked and everything and they were white and then got the tennis shoes and the little running shoes and I was like yeah but I'm never gonna wear those like you know I don't really care and then I continued to wear my white tennis shoes for a long time but then yeah over the course of the last I don't know I'd say like seven or eight months I've started wearing my running shoes more when I do literally anything and now every time I wear my white shoes if I wear them all day my feet are mad at me and then we also have gotten these uh really good compression socks that are made for working out Mm -hmm. and i wear them all the time (laughs) because they literally have done wonders on my feet and i literally because it's not even so much that i wear them just to wear them i especially make sure that i have them if i'm going to wear heels because i wear my my wedges and I don't feel any level of pain by the end of the day. I may get to a point if we, like, had been walking all day that I'll go, yeah, now my feet are a little sore, but I still, I could, I, if I don't wear those socks, I, by about two hours into wearing my heels, my feet will hurt, but if I'm wearing those socks, they don't, so, yeah, I, I know, I know, I, I don't know what it's like to go without shoes, but I know what it's like to go a very long time with shoes that don't fit, so, Things like this mean, you know, they mean a lot to me because, yeah, you you never know. I would have loved to be able to have, you know, actual pairs of shoes that fit me and were actually good for my feet. Because I also grew up wearing Converse. And for anybody that knows converse are not good for your feet they're flat the same thing when it comes to like any any kind like because it's a big thing right now where everybody's into these combat style boots Mm -hmm. and they're not they're not good they are so flat and they're not good for your feet and it's making like it was took lily forever to realize that because like even that converse are still better than those combat boots like by any all Mm -hmm. all points like converse may be a little bit flatter but the combat boots they are just so flat there's nothing about them that is supportive in the the feet and the soles and so yeah we've had to convince Lily like bro you you gotta get different shoes you cannot keep getting these these boots for yourself because she was getting to the point where the way that she was walking was not okay like it was she was walking super duper flat-footed and couldn't even tell and so it was it was getting really bad and she was aching or she was complaining of aching in her spine and things and it's like that's that's because of your shoes and then yeah got her a pair of converse you know trying to ease her into other things and she has running shoes and she'll wear them like when she's actually working Mm -hmm. around the house now and it's very obvious that she's changed her her mindset (laughs) so you know very very glad that that is you know finally changed in her because yeah she was genuinely starting to because she's a tall girl so she got a lot Mm -hmm. a lot of height that's sitting on those those poor feet of hers and yeah so so, yeah, I just, I, I really do think it's important. If you have a bunch of shoes that you have, you know, just lying around, nobody's wearing them, there's nobody in your family that needs them, just donate them. I I literally, I should start donating mine. Mm-hmm. I just, I, like I said, I just have such a hard time getting rid of clothes that I have, you know, no matter what. But it's it's time that I start going through my clothes because I just have too many things that I literally don't ever wear. So, so, yeah, that's that day. Okay. Um, our wizard. second day okay. is World Milk Day.
0: Uh, okay.
1: So, Real Milk tastes the spotlight on World Milk Day, always on June 1st. The day is intended to bring attention to activities connecting the dairy sector. The annual observance is marked with events across the globe, milking demonstrations from and farm visits, games and competitions, concerts, distribution of milk products and conferences, seminars, and information sharing. Did you know the dairy sector supports more than 1 billion people's livelihoods? More than 6 billion people globally consume dairy products, making it a $413.8 billion market. China is the fastest growing dairy market. Europe, the United States, New Zealand, Australia, and Argentina are the primary dairy producing countries. However, drinking milk in the U.S. has been on the decline since about 2000. In the 1980s, more than 50% of the dairy products regulated by the USDA was uh, beverage milk. By 2015, that had dropped to 33%, prompting the downward uh, downward trend, according to market watchers, is the annual decline in the market consumption of ready-to-eat cereals. So to observe World Milk Day, obviously, you can go online and learn more about the day. Use social media to... Uh, Talk with other people and how much do you guys enjoy milk and watch for local promotions of dairy products in your area and take advantage of specials. Okay. So I, as somebody that is uh, dealt with, and we've talked about it many, many times, a slight dairy intolerance Mm -hmm. um, because of the fact that I had a bunch of antibiotics growing up, broke down my gut health, and my body couldn't properly digest the um, lactose. Mm -hmm. And found out that there was a simple solution to that and everything but still the the problem still you know remains that milk is not the healthiest thing oh, that no. people spout no. it to be by any stretch of the imagination the same way that you know waking up and having a bowl of cereal for breakfast yeah. is not healthy
0: breakfast is just a lie let's, oh, just, yeah. let's, let's just be honest breakfast is just Absolute the 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 traditional meal of breakfast. Yeah. In any way you look at it, it's just junk. It's yeah, it's not garbage. at all what it
1: was supposed to be. I am in
0: so much better shape having mostly cut breakfast out of my life. Oh, same here. And it's like, mm-mm. but but the thing about milk is, you just you just said it, right? How many people work in the dairy industry? How many people's jobs are affected? In the dairy industry? 1 billion people. For 8 billion people on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. One in eight. That is 12% of the population is directly affected by the dairy industry, right? Which
1: is insane to think about.
0: Mm-hmm. So in order to understand that we're being lied to, I'm going to show one that's really simple and irrefutable. It is one of the few that the Dairy Council can't. Because I'm, I'm sorry if you don't know this, the Dairy Council is a freaking mafia. Period. <laughs> end of story. But, but it. But I'm going to give you one fact that I'm gonna be. I'm gonna guarantee that you and everybody listening to this did not know. You ready? Okay. How much fat is in two percent milk? I don't know. Okay. How much fat do you think is in 2% milk? 2%? I don't know. (laughs) So if I told you, you know, the calories in 2% milk, you would think that 2% of the calories in 2% milk would be fat, right? Yeah, it sounds
1: like that makes sense. Okay.
0: And that the rest of the calories would be from everything else that's in milk, right? Sure. Yeah. No, 35%. Of the calories in milk. Are fat. 35 percent. What? A steak doesn't have that much. What beef do you eat? You cook steaks with 73. 27 right? Yeah. Or 80. 20. So only 20 percent pre-cooked of that burger. Is fat. And a lot of that fat is left in the pan. Mm-hmm. Right? But 35 Percent of the calories? What the heck? In milk, in two percent milk, is fat. Okay, and it is not good fat. It is cholesterol laden, saturated fat. Thirty-five percent of two percent milk is fat, with the majority of that being saturated fats. So, and and where do the other, um, the other, um, the others, I'm sorry, the other 65% of calories come from in milk Mm -hmm. lactose, which is sugar. So the two main proponents of the two main calorie containments in milk are from fat and sugar.
1: Sounds great. Okay. Sounds like def- something you definitely want to have in the morning mm. to oh. break your,
0: your daily fast. Right. It, it is not. It is not healthy. Okay. I'm sorry. It's like, you know, there's a reason. And, and uh, I, I love the fact that Ludwig uh, Ludwig and uh, Harvard Universities both came out with studies that were independent. And the boy, the United Dairy Council, the Count Dairy Council was mad about it. Right. Mm-hmm cuz we're told hey you know what it's it's a great source of calcium and and protein and and nutrients like vitamin D and potassium right mm-hmm. woohoo okay so i the questions i ask you you'd be like well yeah it makes sense what is milk actually designed to do
1: to raise a calf
0: okay so in the wild right You have bovines, you have water buffalo, you have, you know, all these other, these wild animals, right? These bovines. They are vegetarians and their babies are 100% predator junky food, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh, baby water buffalo. How many videos do we see? How many times do we see everything likes to eat baby water buffalo? So what do they do? They drink milk. What do they drink? What do they do to drink the milk? The milk helps them grow really big, really, really fast. You're not a cow. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. You know, there are things that could be true and things that aren't, but I'll tell you the hardest thing to do. This is one of those that it's so hard to try to go through and find what is actually wrong with it. And the first thing that you look at is that they say that, you know, babies and, and, you know, they should have a thousand or 700 milligrams of, of milk of calcium a day, milk a day to have the calcium that they need, right? Mm-hmm. But adults are only a thousand. You are how much bigger than a baby? Yeah. How much bigger than a baby are you? <laughs> right? So the the thing is, you got to get through all this. So then when you sit there and go, okay, so let's talk about, let's let's pull things apart by themselves, okay? So saturated fats. Let's just go through this. Milk and other, other dairy products, right? Chi I hate to say this, yogurt, cheese, ice cream, right? Mm-hmm. Because ice cream is the fattiest part of milk and which has sugar and sugar, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, oy. so if you just say, okay, well, I'm just going to look at the saturated fat aspect of it alone, right? Okay, mm-hmm. a typical cheese is 70% fat. Diets high in saturated fats increase the likelihood of bone, bone uh, health loss, increase the risk of cancer. They are a, source, they are a major source of uh, saturated fats, a major source of clogged arteries, which means heart disease. It means that, we, and, and by the way, everybody keep this in mind, heart disease kills more than anything else. It is the number one killer. In the U.S. Mm-hmm. is heart disease, and it's like holy crud! High fat and the hormones in milk cheese and other dairy products—they've they have shown not—and this is um, an indirect correlation, meaning that the study itself hasn't hasn't been conducted, but this beautiful what's called a side study, right? So it's a study of something else showing this to be the case. So here it was: so a study of ten thousand women, right, mm-hmm. showed that those who consumed low fat uh low fat literally low dairy fat low milk that fat diets Mm -hmm. were at 23 percent lower risk of breast cancer reoccurrences than those who stayed the course type situation when it came to dairy a 2017 study which was actually funded by the national cancer institute so not anybody else literally just the cancer institute actually compared the diets between women uh, of women who were diagnosed with breast cancer to Mm -hmm. those who without breast cancer Mm -hmm. and found that those who consumed ready I was gonna freak you out okay the most cheddar and cream cheese based fats had a 53% higher likelihood of getting breast cancer oh my god Than those who didn't the Life After Cancer, an epidemi- epidemiology study, uh-huh. okay, found that women who had previously been diagnosed and recovered from breast cancer, okay, um, those that were consuming one or more uh, servings of high fat uh, dairy products, specifically cheese, ice cream, and whole milk, right, had a 49% higher breast cancer mortality rate
1: oh my god compared to those
0: consuming less than one half serving a day so and um it's not done i mean i I can keep going with this dairy is horrible you know you you look at countries that don't have high incidences of cancer don't have high incidences of heart disease you know we were told for when we were kids, when I was a kid, we were told salt was the enemy, mm-hmm. right? Salt was the bad guy. That, you know, all fats were bad fats. No. We found out, no, that's not the case. So then we talk about calcium. Well, th- there's a problem. Nobody, nobody, you cannot find a definitive article, on research, nobody has produced an article talking about what level of calcium in cow's milk, specifically, is soluble, right? hmm But there are plenty of studies that show that people who drink milk, there are. There are like three or four studies, separate studies, were more likely to have their hip bones break at older ages than those who didn't. See, I and heard you know, about that. You know how they did that? Hmm. Because it doesn't happen in Asia. And most Asians are lactose intolerant. You read in that article that they're the biggest people taking it, take, you know, taking up the intake of it. Yep, they are. And they're also getting sick and they're also having problems. And if you look at the Asian population obesity Mm -hmm. uh, percentile, guess what? It has skyrocketed in the last 20 years. Skyrocketed. When I was a kid, you did not see overweight Asian people unless they were sumo and guess what most sumo have high veggie diets and high fat diets and high dairy diets and guess what they die young so you know you sit there and you're going holy crud when you under understand this it's like well you know milk is a great source of calcium and it's like um not really because we don't know what percentage of it you know is actually soluble. We don't. Nobody's nobody's talking about it, you know, and, and people go, well, what about raw milk? It's like, well, you know, raw milk proponents They they'll sit and they'll be like, well, you know, pasteurization kills off the important healthy bacteria that's in milk, you know, but there are professors, in, including, you know, some of the top people that we actually trust who actually say, you know, that that's kind of difficult to prove any benefits from those bacteria because Those bacteria that come with milk are are designed to be there when you are young, when you are a calf, when you are, and breast milk is the same thing. There's a reason that we stop drinking breast milk. It isn't because mommy's tired of it, right? It's, it's literally that, Hey, your body is done. Your body, there's an enzyme, right? That your body has when you are a baby. There's an enzyme that calves bodies have when they are a baby. And that enzyme, as you get older, disappears out of your body. And so your body isn't able to, to handle this stuff anymore. And so when you understand this stuff, it's like, holy crud, breast milk is the best thing to do for it. And, you know, people are like, well, well, you know, you got to look at all of this in context because people don't just, you know, drink dairy alone. It's like, they, they drink dairy instead of, you know, like a glass of soda or some, you know, it's some insane
1: Which, yeah. false
0: equivalency. It's like, you know, understand that you get calcium if you eat a high leaf, high leafy, rich diet, you get calcium. Oh, my gosh. Really? Vitamin D like, oh, milk, you get vitamin D. You get as much milk. I mean, you get as much vitamin D standing out in the sun for 15 minutes as you do any amount of milk that you can drink in a day you know Mm -hmm. it's like so it's just it's it's amazing what people sit there and they'll they'll sit there and they'll say all these things and you go okay but when you try to find okay there was a study in 2014 hilarious that this study in in 2014 right and the study in 2014 said milk directly will help you lose weight and guess who res- uh, funded that study?
1: The people that own dairy companies.
0: The the American Dairy, uh, yeah, Council did it. They literally did it, and it's just, you know, now there's there's things that are studies that you don't know. Um, for example there was an article that came out that a study was done that said that, that um, drinking milk in your older age will actually strip your body of calcium. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, when I say older age, I mean beyond the age of two. <laughs> okay? Okay. So um, the problem with that is that that one was funded specifically for the people for the ethical treatment of animals. Mm. So PETA. Was was that, Um, you know, so and when you go to places, it's hard because places like Healthline, Healthline are like, oh, man, milk is amazing for you. Milk. Milk is great. But, you know, it's the the negative effects that they acknowledge. Right. Says, oh, yeah, if you drink milk when you hit puberty, you're going to have a higher risk or and eat a lot of dairy products, higher risk of acne and other skin conditions. Oh, you're more likely to. You know, have a milk allergy and that's going to, you know, cause issues, uh, colic issues, constipation issues, um, diarrhea issues, which, again, those are counterproductive to each other. So um, but cause skin reactions such as, you know, uh, eczema and gut symptoms, things like that. It's like, OK, other serious reactions when you're having these problems is anaphylaxis, wheezing, difficulty uh, breathing. You can get bloody stool. You know, and it says, oh, you know, but keep giving them milk because children may grow out of a milk allergy. Like, what? And and, you know, finally acknowledging and that that, yeah, it's it's pretty well known across the board that for men who consume an abundance of dairy products, including milk, that they have a higher rate of prostate cancer than those who don't. And that's just shown by the different countries that they're in salt's not bad for you Mm -hmm. so salt isn't isn't salt isn't clogging your arteries but that's that's what we were told a long time ago back when we were told that msg was bad for us and that was proven wrong too but a billion people weren't employed by big salt (laughs) right so it's just it's crazy to think about that's But that's all I want to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go
1: ahead. Oh, with that, don't forget to hit that follow button on whatever you're listening from. Like our podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all of that in our link tree in the description. And be sure to p-
0: give our website a visit. And that would be stupidpodcast.ereverything.com. Hope to see you there. And we'll see you this afternoon. Till then, peace out with your peace out. Bye.